0: Ready! World, world class. Do not your eyes.
1: This is the beautiful game described by two
0: ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus! Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box, a hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0. United States. Welcome to. Bowl
1: Happy soccer podcast day. What is up? I'm bone and I am beam many, many things to get into this week. As we inch ever closer to the world cup. Uh, Let's let's talk briefly beam before we get into what we're going to talk about today. I'm exhausted already. Plenty of champions league stuff to talk about. MLS cup final is this week. We will have a a probably 30 minute preview on that at the end of the show. Definitely get to the end of the show and you'll hear all. I mean, it's at least what do you say? Beam? 30, 40 minutes. We went in depth. We went. We looked at how much uh, mileage all these guys are running in the games. We figured that mm-hmm. out. Try to figure XG out who's going to... break
0: breakdown. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So it's going to be real in-depth. Definitely not making that up at all. Um, but <laughs> but whatever else, we'll get into some other stuff, too. There's actually, like, a parking fiasco going on with MLS Cup, so that's fun. Um, so lots to get into there. But we got to start off with some business about the pod and about things coming up this month. So there are... Uh, on the pipeline, as you are aware, World Cup games on the horizon. yeah, We are doing previews of every group for the World Cup. Those previews are coming out in the next couple of weeks.
0: We are currently in the process of recording these said previews, and that's why I said I'm exhausted. Because before mm-hmm. soccer podcast day, doing our normal podcast in which we love to do and breaking down the week's action in soccer, we have also been supplementing that with group previews as well. So it has been a lot of work we have put into mm-hmm. it. The podcast, maybe not the best, but you know what? They're still content bone and we're chugging them out and having a uh, great time doing that. But yeah, so we're doing that. We're doing podcast previews of every single group. So you're going to have. Eight of those to look forward to when we inch closer to the World Cup. We are also going to do a U.S. men's national team full preview, which we're Mm -hmm. excited to do. Of course, we're going to do that. Um, And then if that's not enough for you, that's nine podcasts in the run up to the World Cup, including the one that we're doing today, which we'll talk about some of the stuff going on. We will also do a full breakdown Picture what we expect to happen, teams we're most looking forward to watching, and everything as a 10th supplemental podcast only for what is going on in the World Cup. So we yeah. have a ton of stuff that we are doing over the next few weeks to get everybody prepared for what is happening uh, over in Qatar for this World Cup.
1: Yep, that is exactly right. Now, here's the schedule that we have for all of this stuff to come out. Um, so November 15th, that is a Tuesday, that is not next Tuesday. Next Tuesday is Election Day. Go vote. Vote, vote, vote. Please next vote. Next
0: Tuesday is also beer release day at Zafting.
1: Mm-hmm. More, on that, more on that in a second. Yeah. Uh, but next Tuesday, that is when all eight of our group previews will be out. These podcasts are about 20 minutes apiece, yeah. too. So if you just want to find out about a certain group, if you want to listen to all those group previews, whatever, we we kind of made them in the idea of if you don't follow world soccer, you want to get introduced to some of these teams before the tournament starts, but you don't want to sit through, you know, read hours and hours of things. Pop this on for 20 minutes. You'll get a good preview of what's happening. Then on uh, November 16th, that is Wednesday, November 16th, we will release our U.S. Men's National Team preview Mm -hmm. just on the national team. Then on the 17th, Soccer Podcast Day, Thursday of that week, we will release our full World Cup preview episode. That will replace whatever we were going to do anyway, which is probably that in the first place. (laughs) And then the following week, Every day of the group stage, we are going to have a breakdown podcast for you the next morning. So whatever happened the night before, the day before, you'll have a podcast when you get up in the morning. Again, 10, 15 minutes, nothing too strenuous. It's not going to be crazy. Yeah, but we'll have kind of a breakdown of what the action was, what happened. So we hope to see you whenever you want to watch soccer, whatever soccer could be on in the next month. Who knows what soccer I'm talking about? I don't
0: know what you're talking about. I don't either.
1: But we hope to see you at Zaptic Italian Village because totally unrelated to anything I just talked about, we have a beer coming out called USA IPA, yep. and that is going to be on tap. We are recording this on Thursday, November 3rd, Friday, November 4th, Zaftig Italian Village, and I'm also guessing the Zaptic Tap Room up north, both of them are going to have that on tap as far as I understand. And in yes. cans, you can buy it there if you want to. Or Tuesday, it comes out in stores. I believe in select Giant Eagle locations is my sure. guess. Sure. That's usually where the Zaftig beer that we do with them has gone. Here's so. what
0: they wrote up about the beer. By okay. the way, it's got our faces on it, two ugly mugs. Look for that. It's got the soccer podcast logo and everything. It looks yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Here's what they said. Saw this, saw Zaftig post this. Here's, what's, here's the description of the beer. We United, get it, United, because it's Mm, Bone and uh Beam United, uh an exclusive collaboration with the fans, Bone and Beam. That's us. We United Citra and Amarillo, 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 I don't know how you say it. Amarillo, I think. Amarillo Hops. That's why it sounded weird coming off the tongue. We United Citra and Amarillo Hops for a well-balanced IPA with generous citrus notes and delicate maltiness. It's perfect to be enjoyed while watching football, parentheses, or Ted Lasso. (laughs) You'll find the USA IPA at the brew pub this Friday.
1: Beautiful. All right. So USA IPA. I know there are some crew fans who are saying, Hey, I want to watch soccer games in November and December, but don't feel great about going to wherever soccer watch parties are going on with Haslam sports group people. Hey, if you don't feel comfortable doing it, if you do great, go ahead. Have fun. If you don't phone and beam United, we got a spot for you. It's at the Italian village. It's where you want to go. And we have our beer there. And uh, if you drink our beer, I give you ten bajillion dollars. No shroot bucks. I don't, <laughs> Shrew bucks. not bucks. Right. Hey, you never know. Hit the lottery.
0: Let's see. Hit the lottery. I'm not doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm doing this you know podcast what? only. That's what I was going to say. Never I'm never doing anything else. I'm specifically only doing this <laughs> podcast, but it's strictly going to be about Manchester United. <laughs> That's fine. That's Well, we could have a whole podcast empire, my friend. You and all the Joes can come on
1: and be on the podcast. Yeah. We'll have your own studios. Oh man! It'll be right there. We'll buy that building that Zaptic sits under, and we'll just buy. Everybody will live there. It'll be a commune. It's, it's, Perfect. No way it could go bad no way it could go bad <laughs> all right uh so anyway yeah It'd now like you know
0: wanderlust with paul rudd <laughs>
1: <laughs> right exactly should be no the problems. name of the
0: movie i think it is it
1: sounds right i don't, I don't know. know anyway uh so make sure you check out our guys at zaftig and check out the beer all right i think we've hit on all that enough now let's actually talk about things that are going on in the world uh first of all how you doing liverpool mm-hmm. hey how's it going Saw you were on your way to just dominating and being great and awesome. And then you ran into a little but
0: American buzzsaw Woo! at Anfield. How about that?
1: All that talk last week about Jesse Marsh's job being in jeopardy. Mm. And it still is. <laughs> I mean, let's not, let's not pretend it's all over now, but yeah. Jesse Marsh was uh, looking like it wasn't going well. Had not won in two months. And then you got to go play at Anfield.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a loss. Everyone
1: chalks that up as a loss, including apparently the Liverpool players who just thought they could roll out on the field and beat Leeds or at least tie Leeds. But nope, they didn't do any of that. They lost two to one, baby. And that is—is uh, is that Virgil van Dijk's first time ever? It is losing at Anfield as a Liverpool player. Am so, I am I wrong?
0: Uh, you are not wrong. It is kind of. So, Virgil Van Dyke, who we have talked about this before on the show, if you're a longtime listener, Velvet Club, Velvet Rope member of soccer. Yeah. Right? I mean, you want to talk about best in the world exclusive club with like 20 people in it. He's
1: been at that level for Virgil a Virgil van
0: Dyke yes. is velvet rope treatment. One of the best players in the world. Now, Virgil van Dyke this year may not be getting velvet, velvet rope treatment. Listen, the guy is unbelievable. He has played incredibly well over a number of years for Liverpool. They have gotten stale in what they're doing. They have had some injuries. And frankly, the transfer out of Sadio Mane is pretty eye popping right now. Uh, of what that guy brought to the table. That's a different story for a different day. We can get into that a little bit. It is Virgil van Dyke's first loss, first Premier League home loss at Anfield since he has been at Liverpool, uh, which is Velvet Club Rope member back open well, up for that yeah. stat alone. Right, right. I mean, it's it's nuts to think well, about.
1: The exception proves the rule, right, in many cases where it's like, wow, I can't believe that happened to him. Look how good they've been yes, while he's been right. in... Yes. The side when he's yeah. been playing for them. Yes, that explains just another reason of just how Why they have been so insanely good. good their defense has been. is He's been a large reason for that. Now, I know he has not played as excellently as maybe we've seen him in peak form this year, but still one of the most formidable defenses in no the Premier doubt. League, and he is a big reason for that. Uh, also, this is the first time that Leeds has won at Liverpool in 21 years. I knew that because I've been following them for (laughs) at least 21 years Mm -hmm. in my diehard That streak
0: is old enough to have a beer. That's right.
1: Legally. (laughs) I, you know what I would suggest? USA IPA Mm -hmm. sounds like a delicious beer tomorrow. Get that. Or actually when you're listening to this, maybe today Um, or maybe yesterday. Uh, How about this too with leads assistant coach to Jesse Marsh, uh, Renee Marich. He went up to Crescencio Somerville and said, buddy, today's your day. You're scoring a goal. Before the game. Today's the day. Walked up to him and said, you're scoring a goal today. And what does he do? He goes out there with a minute of normal time left to go. Gets a goal. Two to one. Everybody's thrilled. It's only his second goal. He's scored as a senior national, not senior national team, as a senior team member for Leeds. And it's a day before his 21st birthday. Like you couldn't write this better. No one thought they were – I mean, you can't write it better if you're a diehard Leeds fan. You're a Liverpool fan, sorry. I'm I'm not sorry, but I am sorry. I'm not sorry at all, actually. I'm very happy.
0: They have – first of all, I think this stayed Jesse Marsh's time in Leeds until after the World Cup. Uh, I don't don't think they were going to get rid of him anyways. I mean, look at them. Okay, we kind of thought going into the year that they may be in a relegation battle, and then what were they going to be coming out of it? Jesse Marsh saved them from relegation last year. And then he got the nod, okay, you're going to be the full-time manager. You're going to do all this. You're going to do all that. Okay, that's been great for them. Uh, they're still in a relegation battle, but it seems – well, I guess we'll see what happens coming off of this Liverpool victory and how big that is for the club and their momentum and everything that they're doing. But the really wild thing to me is about – I don't know, Liverpool fans, is this the most frustrating team to watch like in the world? Oh. Because you look, I, I would, Bone, I would just say look that at what they're not. They I know we're going to get it wrong
1: if they if you thought that.
0: I know we're going to get into Champions League here in a little bit. Napoli beat the brains out of you the last time that you played them mm-hmm. in the Champions League. You turn around, you beat them yesterday two nil. Okay, good performance. You dust Ajax last week in the Champions right. League. Like okay, that sounds good. A game against Leeds, <laughs> that's going to be, be easy. Shouldn't be anything. But before that. You lost to Nottingham Forest on the road. Like, it is so weird. they how had a th- it's bad... Just, uh, yeah, it's very inconsistent right now. You don't know what you're going to get on a 90-minute performance. Sometimes they look like one of the best English teams. Sometimes they look like one of the best teams in the world. Throwback Liverpool three years ago where they're winning 15, 16, 20 games in a row. And then there are other times it's like, my God, how have you done... How have you managed to keep this thing afloat all year? And so you look at them and their table... Position. Liverpool have 12 matches played. They have sixteen points. They have won four games. They have drawn four games. They have lost four games. They lost
1: three of their last five. I mean, that's another way to kind of put that, yeah. at least in the Premier League. They've lost three of their last five, and they are they are sitting right now seven points behind the Red Devils, which I'm I'm And they're not setting the world on fire. Well, no, I'm saying, but like you're a Manchester United fan. Yeah. You're a point away from being in, you know, into, well, you're in European competition right now, but being in a Champions League spot, still very early, we talked, you know, not even barely a third of the season or yeah. just about a third of the season has gone by. You have a lot that can change, right? With World Cup, who knows what kind of injury situations sure. are going to come out of that. And God knows, man, December and January, I'm just preparing you for this. When you get back to watching Premier League teams after the World Cup, dude, December, January, may be some of the worst Premier League football yeah. you've seen in a, in a decade or more. Like, it's going to be awful. I just don't know. I don't know how these teams. Now, maybe maybe I shouldn't say it's going to be awful. I'm saying if you're a fan of Liverpool, if you're a fan of some of these teams that are these, they need everyone functioning at their best to go out and compete. And half your guys are gassed from the World Cup, or you come back with two or three injuries from the World Cup, and now you've got to get that. If you have inconsistent play going into the World Cup, yeah. what do you think you're going to have coming out of it? Well, that it's, too. I think it's going to be even more of a chance for you to be on that roller coaster. Whereas if you're a steady Eddie team that's like, like Leeds is going to have a lot of guys playing the World Cup too, right? But they've been kind of a just really down team this yeah. year there. If they were to play even a, a degree better, that might be the difference to save them. I don't, I don't think they will have the big variants that some of these big clubs could have when half their big stars are just like, oh yeah, we're tired. Well, Our, even if you're playing, they they could be gassed. Their legs are given out. They're just needing more rest. It's, it's going to be a, a recipe for disaster for some of these teams.
0: And you have to think as well. I mean, it's not only the Premier League that's going to get kick-started back up. I mean, at least from Liverpool's perspective, you have to look at, okay, they made it to the round of 16 in the Champions League. They're through on that. You still have the FA Cup going on. You've got the Carabao Cup going on. And all of a sudden, oh, wait, we're only a third of the way done with the Premier League before we got to the World Cup. We have 26 matches to go or 25 matches or 24 matches. We literally have two thirds of the season left to go with all of our cup contests as well. This is already a Liverpool team who has played in a significant significant amount of games over the last two or three years who are age or an aging roster. This is a serious, it's going to be a serious issue for every club in England and across all of Europe and really the world. If your season is through the winter and into the spring when it finishes, but for them who are playing in a lot of competitions who already have a ton of minutes logged with significant amount of guys who are playing a ton of minutes in those games, their legs are going to be shot. And maybe yeah. it happens by the yeah. time that Christmas rolls around. Maybe it happens by the time that middle January, but you start looking into February, March, like it's, it's a, it's a lot yeah. on their plate.
1: Yeah. And I just, I feel like then you throw in the transfer window into yeah. all of that. Yeah. You throw in coaches fighting for their jobs. Like you just said with Leeds. I mean, Jesse Marsh is not out of the woods on this yet, but he may have staved it off to get through boxing day yeah. and then see what happens first of the year. Transfer window time comes. Now you've got a chance to go change some things with your team. If sure. you can If you can weather the storm and get back in December when they do come back and start playing. I mean, wh- when is the first? I'm trying to even think when the first game will be after the World Cup. But it can't be. They, they can't wait too long. I mean, hell, December 20th is the final.
0: December 20th is the final and then
1: of boxing the World Day. Cup. Well, we obviously know Boxing Day is, you know, <laughs> December 26th. The I mean, first <laughs>
0: game back is Boxing Day. Right. So And you... then they play again on the 30th, again on January 2nd. Good God.
1: By the way, glad I have that week off between Christmas and New Year because yeah, so. I will just be watching. Like, if I haven't watched enough soccer yeah. by then, good Lord, I'm going to watch even more. I can't wait. This is, I mean, it sucks that it's wedged in there with college football and the NBA and NHL and everything else, NFL all going on. But I'm, I'm stoked for all this soccer that we get to watch. Oh, and then now all this Champions League stuff that we just watched this week, that's going to be all starting up, too, right after that. <laughs> uh, so good luck with all that. You know what we'll take a break we'll come back we'll recap champions league and uh maybe we'll talk more about beer probably not we think we hammered that enough you're listening to bone and beam united brought to you by zaptic italian village Brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. All right, Beamer, before we get into Champions League roundup from uh, the group stages, we are now moving into the knockout round. More on that in a second. U.S. national team. We are just a few weeks away from the World Cup. As we told you, our World Cup preview, our U.S. national team preview coming out in just a couple weeks. But there are some injuries to keep an eye on over the next few weeks that could determine a lot about this roster. And Greg Berhalter is going to have to think long and hard about what he wants to do in some of these situations if guys don't get better in time to go
0: yeah for sure uh injury front for the U.S. men's national team this week Luca Della Torre someone that you're going to want to look at playing time has been hard for him since he moved from Celta Vigo he's only logged 50 minutes and five appearances this season now comes word that he's injured his hamstring in training and that he's going to be out for three weeks so do the math on this World Cup podcast day, or excuse me, podcast day today, 11-3. World Cup begins the week of the 20th, so that's already going to put him in a bind, which may force Greg Berhalter to look at other options in the midfield. Weston McKinney out for 15 days playing for Juventus. We all know how that means. 15 days, does that really mean 25 days? 15 days, does that mean five days? And whatever is happening with that. Josh Sargent, he sat out uh, of Norwich's win over Stoke City with a calf injury. Matt Turner, The presumed goalkeeper that he's in a battle with was Zach Steffen right now for the national team. He missed out on Arsenal's Europa League matchup against PSV because of a groin injury. And Chris Richards has not played in forever. Good news. Tyler Adams supposed to be back. He was back uh, with Leeds victory over Liverpool. So that's good news. But a lot. There's so much happening every day. Each time that a player goes out and plays for their club team right before the World Cup, it can happen. But that's a little update for you. Gio Reyna as well. Is obviously someone to keep an eye on. Can he get minutes before form, rest, rust, all those different avenues.
1: God, I feel like here's the the two biggest developments for the U.S. national team. And I will do more of this when we do the preview. But if Gio Reyna could just get a solid month of health like right now and just stay perfectly healthy for the next month. Big things can happen for the U.S. national team. The other guy, and you saw this, again. I hate to keep harping on it for the Liverpool fans. I know we got a lot of you to listen. Liverpool fans, did did Tyler Adams not annoy the hell out of you yeah. in that game? Dude, that guy was, he's back from injury. He's played one of the best games I've seen him play for Leeds all season long. And, I mean, one of the best games I've ever seen him play, period, but the thing I love about him that has nothing to do with his touch, with nothing to do with the passes he makes, although he does all that stuff, he goes out there and wins tackles. He gets in your face and busts you up, man. You need a guy like that in the World Cup. And I'm sorry, no offense to him, Christian Pulisic doesn't need to be that guy. He's not that guy. He don't have that dog in him, Jeez. to be honest. No, like Christian Pulisic, is the, he's the poster boy. He's the guy who's supposed to go score the goals Get the girl. You're that guy. Tyler Adams is the guy who's play supposed some to, chess online. Tyler Adams is the guy who beat you up in the parking lot after, before... after. Like, he's the guy that is the enforcer on yeah. this team. And I know all these guys like to think that, you know, Christian Pulisic has a million tattoos. He's a tough guy. He's, you know, whatever. Let him go play his online chess. Let Tyler Adams go out there and play the on-the-field chess and destroy these guys mentally, physically, and then get the ball to the pretty boys who can score the goals. Like, Tyler Adams does that work that makes your midfield work. And if he goes... This team goes far.
0: Give Pulisic a neck tat. You know, <laughs> Somebody give him a neck tat. Greg? I'm just saying, Christian Pulisic doesn't need to be the first one
1: in on every fight. You know what I mean? Tyler Adams needs to be the first guy in on every fight. He is, he's the instigator. He's the one who's going to get in the best team's grill, the best player's grill on the other yeah, team. I love him. He's going to get right in their face, and he's going to say, you don't have any more reason to be here than I do, so you better shut the bleep up. Like, I love his game, and I'm I'm telling you, if if Gio Reyna is healthy, hundred percent for a month, and if you get Tyler Adams playing li- at Anfield like you just had, <laughs> U.S. national team can do some things. I'm not saying they, can they win make the it World out of the Cup. group. Yeah, they can make, win it out of the group and and possibly go make some noise, knocking out a big name team, something like that. But suck is, it, Brazil. Get ready. For slightly optimistic the, <laughs> oh, next geez, weeks, oh the next boy. few weeks. The next few weeks. we go. We're
0: three weeks away, and we're already full on optimism. I know. What's
1: going to be really weird is when we put in the Group B preview, where I'm like, I don't think U.S. national team is going to do anything. And then we're going to, the day later, release the U.S. national team. They were, and we be like, Tyler Adams is the
0: greatest player in the world. Yeah, but it's all about perspective. So when we do those World Cup previews and the groups, we're looking at it from the perspective of all the different teams and why they should be positive, right? And why every team should be negative. But then when we're doing our U.S. Men's National Team preview, it's just you as an American yes, I know. recording right. a podcast and right. what you think is going to happen. So like, we try to put our hats on different, yes, you know, different right. heads and like, all right, this is why you you're should right. be positive. This is why you should be negative.
1: All right, that's uh, thank you. That. I appreciate the encouragement. Last thing I will say with Tyler Adams, biggest problem I've ever had with a lot of U.S. National Team guys is they always are like, Oh, wow, it's really great to go up against... Paul Pogba, I played him on FIFA. I remember. It's like Tyler Adams looks like the guy who's like, uh, you should play me on, you should be me on FIFA. Like he does not, he's not yeah, afraid of anybody. I put Virgil anybody.
0: Van Dyke into a right. blank and spin cycle.
1: I don't, I'm not. Yeah, he's like Jordan Henderson. He's going right up to him. and Jordan Henderson's like, all right, man, all right, all right, I got it. Leave yeah, I got like, you in my back pocket, Hendo. <laughs> like leave this, me alone. I love it, man. This is what we need. We need some guys that are not afraid. And Liverpool Tyler Adams have just thrown not their
0: Smartphone device through a window three or four times okay, during but, this episode
1: right but you'll be rooting for him when he goes out there and hopefully helps you win some games in the world cup let's let's fingers crossed on that
0: i mean i'm enjoying your just evisceration of all liverpool <laughs> i just say that right now it's fine. i love it's the fine Liber- by me. i
1: usually love the liverpool fans but i cannot be best. excited They're about the fans, their fans had a great game finally their fans are great it was so awesome um all right so now let's switch gears let's talk about uh the champions league so i'll just give you it this way the group winners for Champions League, the ones who came out of their group first, Bayern Munich, Benefica, Chelsea, mm. FC Porto, yep. slightly surprised there. Manchester City, Napoli, Real Madrid and Tottenham, which whoop, <laughs> yeah. they were in one moment in that game. They were out Then in, they were barely in bone and they one won moment, the group
0: in one moment in that game. I'm pretty sure all four teams in their group were on top of the group. At one point, Tottenham <laughs> was in last yeah. It's just, that was, that one was of the, such
1: a wild day. It was
0: one of the crazier things that you've seen. And then at the end of the game, Marseille trying to throw everything forward and Hoyberg hits an oh. absolute piss rocket. And
1: oh, and Marseille, that stadium is cool. Oh, that I, I, that awesome. stadium's yeah. cool. Those fans seem like that would be a, a, a great place to go watch a game. I feel for them that they, that they had that happen that game, but Tottenham, they deserve what they got, man. They, they, they earned it. It was, it was snug. It was a little bit uh, squeaky bum time there for quite a bit, but (laughs) they got it done. Uh, Your runners-up who have also qualified for the next round of Champions League, AC Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Club Bruges. How about Bruges? Yeah, Bruges is sticking it in there. I love to see that. Eintracht Frankfurt also love to see that. That's nice to see. One of the, like, decent German clubs doesn't always make it to this level of Champions League. I think this is
0: their first ever Champions League, and then they're into the knockout Wait, it's their first ever? I'm pretty sure. I didn't
1: know that. I mean, they're a team that I've – Seen a lot in German soccer who's always like kind of just up there doing things, but I, you're right. I did not realize that's how maybe maybe I'm lying. No, 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 you're probably right though. They're that's good to see. Uh, Inter Milan, Liverpool, PSG, and RB Leipzig. The PSG thing, shocking that they didn't win their group, right? Uh, and RB Leipzig, good to see them back in there. So, there you go. That's we don't have the matchups yet for the knockout round. That'll be coming out next Monday. We've recorded this on Thursday, the 3rd of November. So, there you go. Don't have that all set up yet, but...
0: This is their first Champions League. Wow. Oh,
1: what a run. Good for them. Well, you know who... Now you've got a team to root for if you've got nothing else that you care ben about in Champions Club League. Club Bruges. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? I, I could root for Napoli. Oh, in sure. Honor of, in honor of Diego Maradona, right? Go root Sleeping for Napoli. giant Napoli. Yeah, they've always been. Yes, it's not like they're a yeah. small team. Oh, they're yeah. one of the best teams over the you know last 50 years in world soccer. They have had their moments as much as anyone else, but yeah, it's good to see them back in this mix and yeah i enjoy that very much so all right any other thoughts from champions league that you have i mean uh shocking that psg don't qualify first and then i know i just well that that now psg there could be a matchup with any of those teams we just mentioned a byron or chelsea they're going to get Benefica or porto i'm almost convinced of, i'm but, telling you but right like you now could have a psg man city matchup in the round of 16 i'm
0: telling you right now that psg are going to draw byron munich and get their asses kicked in the first round <sighs>
1: That will if that happens. Well, if they draw Bayern Munich, I'm with you that they probably would lose. <laughs> like Bayern Munich will will yeah. will dust them. Yeah, Bayern Munich may not go on and win the Champions League because they seem to all not always. They had it a couple years ago.
0: They're on, but they're on a, f- they're on a, a war path. No, but right I'm
1: saying now. their time where they do trip up is like get to the semis. Yeah, that's where just it usually pen- or,
0: pencil them into the semifinal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like if it's going to happen, that seems like where it would happen. But if they draw PSG round one, I I feel for PSG. I don't think they make it out. That's. uh
0: I don't feel bad for them one bit.
1: I, I Right, I don't either. I'm just saying, if, if you're a, what would you be if you're a PSG fan? Two, five? How long have you been a PSG fan? Like five years? You just, oh, you just showed up and as, Messi, as
0: soon as Messi came over. Right, you perhaps just Perhaps Neymar. I mean, way back in the day. Yeah, when way Neymar back. Came in.
1: Long time fan when they uh, got Neymar. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Unless you have an old Ronaldinho jersey, then I'm not. Then I, it.
1: I would hear you out on
0: that. Or's Lawton. I guess that would be a big throwback if you had this. I don't Zlatan think they PSG do. Jersey. I
1: don't think most of them do. Um. All right, so that was – that's an interesting little – we'll have more to say on that once we get into next week. We know what these matchups are. And then next week on the podcast, that will be our last one before we get into World Cup time. So then all this will just kind of go away and we'll talk World Cup for a while. A guy we won't be talking about during World Cup time is a guy we've talked about a lot this year in the, you know, podcast. That's Erling Haaland. Yeah. Dude, uh, not something that I – most soccer fans know this, but uh, not going to be there because Norway not in – at all, they're yeah. not. They're not going to be a part of this.
0: Yeah, so. it's pretty crazy to think about. Literally, I mean, arguably best, most impactful player on planet Earth right now, missing out on the World Cup. That's okay. Uh, I did. I said it a couple of weeks ago on the show. Like each team should just have thirty minutes to be able to dispose of Erling Holland however they want. Like, oh, you need to get a point in the group stage and you're down three goals. Like, okay, now summon Erling Holland. Like, let's go. <laughs> and I also saw a funny video of him training to the Rocky Four montage. And it was like Erling Holland while everybody was at the World Cup and they were playing the Rocky music, and it was just Drago running ra- running laps and, like, punching bags. And it's like he is just literally getting stronger as each team is wearing themselves out. Yes,
1: that's right. So yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: crazy. Manchester City's best player, best player in England in the Premier League, possibly best player in the world right now, not gassing himself uh, out playing in a he's, World Cup.
1: He's going to bag so many yeah. goals. Yeah, yes. Boxing Day, he put, already him down, will. put him down for five. Just in one game that week, make 10. it a double hat trick. No, I'm saying he, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, so here's the problem for uh, Holland, not not the country Holland, not, not Erling. Erling Holland, <laughs> Holland in Sweden, which is a a town there. It's spelled H A L L A N D. Erling Holland's last name is spelled H A A L A N D, but a lot of people misspell that as H A L L A N D. Well, that is the name of the Swedish town that has tried to get some tourism and try to get people to find out about them. They've put some money into yeah. come visit Holland, H-A-L-L-A-N-D. Well, when people write about Erling Holland and they type out H-A-L-L-A-N-D, that dominates the Google search engine, and people who look for Swedish town of Holland find Erling Holland instead. So <laughs> I like this quote from the Visit Holland director, Jimmy Sandberg who wrote an open letter pleading with fans and journalists to spell Erling Holland's name correctly. Now, again, this works better in print than me reading it, but I'll just read it to you. We are Holland. He is Holland. The popularity of the football phenomenon is completely suffocating our online presence to our despair. We now see that all our efforts promoting Holland are rapidly being wiped away by Holland. So blank you Google. Yeah, right. But also (laughs) let's, let's spell his name correctly so that this poor little Swedish town, a matter of fact, I say let's go to Holland. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's go to Swedish Town Holland. Do a bone and beam from there. Can
0: we we're, we're, he's banned from the town obviously, Erling Holland. So we can't yes, talk to him. Maybe no, we'll, we uh, have him. maybe we'll bring well, him he's, he's not even from that country, right? Well, I know. This is a little uh, Scandinavian on Scandinavian
1: crime happening How here. about we
0: bring Matt Lampson in. We'll go to Zlatan's compound and do the interview there. That would be, you know what? Matt Lampson does know we
1: are we are like two degrees of separation from Zlatan Ibrahimovic. How cool I've never is that? I've never really considered that, but we should we should leverage that. Which
0: means we're three from a man god. Is Zlatan the person the same as Zlatan the godlike creature?
1: Mm, that's right. Actually, you know what people say in other places like uh, guys who have played. With Zlatan Ibrahimović, they're like, you know what? I'm only one degree of separation from Matt Lampson.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. and they, like, work we're that contact. And only two degrees of separation away from Bone and Beam.
1: I know. Wow. What a uh, – such a rare treat for them. Must be nice for them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Final thing here, it is uh, MLS Cup this weekend. Catch the fever. Catch the fever. LAFC travels to take on Philly, Philadelphia – has the better record, so they get to host it.
0: Name me three players on these, um, on LAFC. Uh, LAFC
1: has... Uh, Give me players to we'll watch. Have, we'll have Gareth Bale. Yep. They Right? Yeah. They have uh, Chiellini. Yep. I think. And they have uh, Carlos Vela.
0: You know what's funny about this is that I named those three players before mm-hmm. the show and Bone couldn't name any. I am a, basically an MLS insider.
1: Yeah, that's right. And Philadelphia's got...
0: Bryce Jim, Harper Jim, and Jim. Ben Simmons... <laughs> And yeah, What about Hurts. that?
1: My God, they've got the, all the championships. You've got, hell, Eagles are undefeated in the NFL. Yep. You've got the Phillies in the World Series. Don't look how it went for them the most recent game they played. I think they, they got no hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that wasn't good. But they're still in the World Series, and now your MLS team, which is the most important thing to all Philadelphia fans, as we know, outside of Rock
0: World Cup, uh, World, MLS, they're, World they're Cup. MLS World Cup. MLS
1: World Cup, as we heard this week, they're competing for an MLS World Cup, so Uh, who am I rooting for in this Beamer? Let me tell you. I am rooting for the team who I can't name a player on their team. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. I'm rooting for them. And the reason is because LAFC has black and gold and tried to steal that from the crew. And so I don't want LAFC to win.
0: If it's any consolation to you, they won't have parking on Saturday because there's a very sought after University of Southern California football game. Regular season football game being played, which apparently they take over the stadium parking. So MLS fans playing in a cup final won't have the ability to park near the stadium.
1: Good job, Don. Ah, good times. And you know what that means? That's going to be leading the cry for this is why we should have the game at a neutral site. Like they'll switch back to that and say, that's why we should do that. But whatever, man, Philadelphia's a big city. You got ways to get around. You got mass transit, figure it out. I'm sorry that that happened, but uh, also sorry, not sorry, uh, but I hope it stays in the Eastern conference. How about that? And then everybody in, you know, like Blue Jackets fans, crew fans can start saying, well, you can't blame us if we don't win anything because we play all these tough teams. New York, FC, Philadelphia. play
0: this game at 1030 at night, which is a 730 kickoff local time for them. This game kicks off in L.A. at four o'clock our time, does it not? Yeah, I think that's right. So this game kicks off their time. At 1030, that is six and a half hours after. How can you not have parking? I don't understand that. That makes no sense. <laughs> why
1: are they playing that game? And they play Cal. What? What are we talking about? Isn't
0: this game in Philadelphia? This game is in Los Angeles. I thought it was in Philadelphia. No.
1: I thought it was. Oh, okay, I could have swore it was in Philadelphia. No. I guess I'm wrong. All right. Well, my bad. I was wondering why USC would be playing Philadelphia. <laughs> I was like, are they playing Temple? I'm an idiot. What an idiot I am. All right. Well, anyway, who cares? Good for them. I'm not going to watch MLS Cup because it's not my team. Go birds. (laughs) Go birds. Fly, eagles, fly. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next time. Uh, Don't forget, Zaptec Italian Village. The new beer is out. USA IPA. Get some. Enjoy it. If you're of legal drinking age, of course. We will talk to you next week on Bone and Beam United.